0: Tiger Tiger can't sit here. All right, we're
1: back with another Seats Taken Podcast episode. Talk show, whatever you want to call it. We're just chilling out on the patio on a fine Friday night. Hear a little bit of an ambient sound in the background. Wind chimes. Oh. Cars driving by. Got a dog sitting to my left. Nobody sitting to my right. Got across the, across the table, I've got Mr. Mr. Trey. And to my left we've got Mister Tyler. And I missed the T boat, so I'm Mr. Joe. But tonight we would we're kinda gonna do a little uh a little podcast, just kinda general talk. Nothing scripted, nothing prepared for by any means, but we just kinda wanna kinda talk about stuff. And something that we were kinda talking about earlier before we, we come on is uh We're talking about constitutional carry in the state of Texas. That's where we're from. That's where we're born. And so it's kind of a top-of-mind subject. And there's a lot of differing opinions about it. We've got a few. I'm sure some of y'all do as well, Um, if y'all are listening. Do we have any listeners? I don't know if we do or not yet. I think we're just kind of winging it. Yeah, if you like it, let give us a try. But it's it's something that we've all been discussing. Um, currently, I'm I'm not a licensed to carry person. Um, one to my left. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> but you know, it's it's something interesting to talk about, and uh, we'll kind of some some point of view here so whoever would like to pick it up from there and kind of give what? us an idea well what i'm you're talking thinking. for
0: the jt and t out here on the patio <laughs> about this carry we i think we should try to give the opinions we all have on this i myself i think there should be some type of certification and training to go with the guns not just everybody could pop a gun in their pocket it's yeah. too way too dangerous
2: yeah i'm, I'm pretty heavy on that um more so that i forked over the money (laughs) to get the license to carry myself
1: got a grudge about it and
2: but at the same time you know going through the class as boring as as it may be and as redundant as it may be um not everyone out there has knowledge of guns but they do want to be able to protect themselves yeah and um, which is fine. You know, I have no
1: issue with that. You know, I'm a big Second Second Amendment supporter, you know. But let me throw this at you. When you say that, people are, their little antennas go up and they say, but you support it, but you don't support people having guns. But there's always these little catches and little keywords and triggers that people talk about. Well, I mean, you can buy and own a gun all day. But do I think everyone
2: should be able to... If you're illegally allowed to. Yeah, I mean, I just want people, you know, I can't... It's a big pool out there, and like I said before, people do want to protect themselves, but not everyone's been around guns all their life. You know, they might have True. just bought their gun right. the day before the class.
0: We need some training. training,
2: And, for sure. yeah, you know, they're a little... Little well, eager to pull that trigger, they get in a in a hostile situation.
0: Well, you have to understand and, it's a it's a it's not a toy; it's a tool.
2: Exactly. Yeah, and
0: they think it's toy. It's not.
2: And and someone may get in a situation, and you know it might not have been you know um, grounds for use of deadly force, but because constitutional carry, you know, they can just whip their gun out. You know they already have it on them and they might not know you know it's
1: what the ramifications
2: are for pulling the trigger yeah Mm -hmm. there's a lot that goes into that and they don't understand the ramifications of for one even just pulling your gun out you know pulling your gun out yeah could land yourself in jail yeah these days. Certain and,
0: certain times it should. I mean
2: And you learn that in the course, you know.
0: Well could you imagine having a gun and you actually do need it, you're in your home or you're out somewhere and you, you think your life is in jeopardy and you try to pull the gun out to protect your life or someone else and you don't know how to get the safety off. You just have a rock in your hand. Yeah. Because yeah. of lack of training.
2: And with this whole constitutional carry, it, you're you put yourself in between a rock and a hard place. Yeah, some of y'all out there might be like well I don't want to go through the, the process of you know getting the license to carry but you know I know I know my my shit about a gun you know I know what I, what has to happen and what I need to do and I'm not gonna say it's that, a big money making
0: thing that state just wants to make money yeah but, but it's, they, need, they, they need to distribute that knowledge to people they need to train
2: yeah but on the same token there might be someone out there that don't know shit about a gun and they like I said they just bought it yesterday at academy yeah <laughs> and right. here they are carrying it on the street. So, you know, you're kind of fighting with that as well. Um, Well, Would I be for the constitutional carry if everyone knew what they were doing with a gun? Yeah, of course. Is there ways that you could implement that?
0: A lot of questions. Maybe
2: make it a requirement to have someone do a course online or something, you know, basic gun safety before they buy a gun. They make you do
1: it to get a hunting license if you fall within a certain um, year. You know yeah. when you were born well, you know anyone from to the, me I think that's kind of ridiculous, but I get it I mean well, they're they're trying to teach those that don't have that safety training or
0: well think about all the questions of well can I carry an ak-47 or can I carry a 38 can I carry it openly can I have it concealed well well I, that's
2: another thing you you talk about can I open uh, can I open, open or carry? can I carry open or does it have to be concealed? A lot of people don't know about thirty six or the thirty seven law. Yeah, it may be posted on a business, but you don't know what the hell that means. Half the time people don't, you know, spend the time to walk up to that sign and read the fine print on what it says.
1: But well, it's thirty like six. In, Just to
2: Well, there's thirty six and thirty seven. There's one that says you can't conceal carrying there's one that says you can open you can't open. Oh, carry.
1: you're talking about oh, okay. I'm thought you were talking about so that's guns. A, yeah,
2: so there you go. A lot of people don't know. Well, there you go. Thirty six and thirty seven. They don't understand that. But if you go to a business that doesn't allow guns to be in the in their confounds, they they may have a sign that says thirty out six or thirty seven. That it. says you can't well, open carry, but you what, can.
1: What does that mean? So
2: I'm kind of getting it confused um, on which one's which. But one of them is you can't concealed carry, which ultimately trumps everything you can't conceal carry well that means you can't open carry and yeah. usually those signs go hand in hand if they have that they have the other gotcha. and there's one that's I believe it's a 30 seven that you can't open carry but you can conceal carry people don't know that
1: yeah well.
2: especially if it's constitutional carry Oh, it's it's legal for everyone now let me go get my gun and then here we are we run into issues and what does that do it backfires on us for us mm-hmm. that support the Second Amendment, that well, I didn't know. Well, yeah, because you didn't go to the class, but you just knew that you could carry
0: now. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize this that a lot of law enforcement, a lot of times, are shot with their own gun because someone was able to get it away from them. Yep, and that's true. I've seen true. films where people are always reaching for his gun. Well, what if you're out there and you're open carrying and you get in a bar fight and they see you've got a gun hanging on your hip? Yeah, and they whip what are they going to grab it. first? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they want to
2: win. There's, There's a lot of things that people. I mean that. The hell, I don't even know. And I'm, I've been around guns for a good portion of my life. And, you know, I never knew that you couldn't carry uh, a gun openly on your thigh. Well, that's pretty much law enforcement only.
1: Yeah. You yeah. can't
2: legally do that.
1: And, and well, until. And then
2: a
0: shoulder holster. The LTC you can't have a shoulder around.
2: holster unless you have something covering that shoulder holster.
0: I've been around guns pretty much all my life, but I'm still very limited on my knowledge. But I do know. That if you, I was taught that if you pull the gun, you never pull unless you're going to use it. Yep. You never use it unless you shoot for the center. And if you do pull it, don't be standing next to them. You got to stand way back so they can't grab it. Right. That's all kind of say, say, think, common sense. Yeah. But a lot of people don't know this. Well, you know,
1: as well as as anybody. I mean, they, everybody's got a, a theory or a way they think of doing things. I mean, even myself. I mean, I've been around guns a lot in my in my whole life, but. That doesn't make me an expert, you know, because, you know, it's kind of became cliche, but like when they asked Mike Tyson, you know, um, or somebody that was going to fight Mike Tyson or there was something, there was a, somebody brought up to him and he goes, well, everybody's got a plan until they get hit in the mouth. You know, it's like, yeah, this is what I'm going to do. Whenever I see somebody come running up to me, I'm going to pull my gun out and pow pow pow. I'm going to get them or I'm going to hold them off and tell them to stand back or whatever. That's not... Watch too much
2: TV. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's just not the case. I mean...
2: Not only is it,
1: you know... I don't know what I would do. I I, I mean, I might freeze up. I mean, I would hope that I would have the the peace of mind or be mindful enough to hold the gun close enough to me to, if somebody was getting on me, you know, like they would say a bear, you know, they've got a gun they would call a get-off gun. Like a get-off-me gun. Like they have 50 calibers that have, you know, a three inch barrel. Well, that's not practical to go shooting at the range, but if you've got a 400 pound grizzly fixing to bite your head off and he's got you and all you've got is that gun and you put it up in his gut and pull the trigger. Well, maybe that's you walking out of there or, you know, surviving the attack. And it'd be the same way if somebody were to jump you at the gas station. I mean, every scenario is different and that's, I mean, we'll probably get a little comment on that as far as, like, law enforcement goes. And there are bad law enforcement. And there are probably um, uh, law enforcement that are uh, profiling. Well, there's definitely that. And there's definitely, uh, I'm sure, that that are somewhat racist towards, you know, African-Americans, uh, Asians, Ch- you know, Chinese or Mexican or whatever. But there are those that are out there there's like i just want to get through my shift and get home and it'd be the same way with you it's like look i just want to leave out of this bad neighborhood where my job that pays my bills is at I, you know i don't it's either me or the other guy and you all also hear another cliche is like well i would rather be uh tried by 12 than carried by six you mm-hmm. know yeah so i mean I mean, I don't think anybody could ever definitely say, well, this is what I would do in a situation like that, unless you're a, a Navy SEAL or a special operations yeah, there you type go person. Yeah, i training again. Yeah. Tra- 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 so, um, I mean, those man. guys Another are, are trained killers. Uh, <laughs> or lack
0: like, of uh, in some people's cases. But.
1: Yeah, but anyway. I'll Another like thing you. on
2: that, you know, kind of going back to, you know, not having the training and kind of what you were talking about, um, a lot of people don't have the, the wherewithal. To understand what's going on, yeah, and you know, let them have that that nineteen eleven, holstered with the hammer back. There ain't no safety on a nineteen eleven, <laughs> so or on a on a Glock.
1: So well, you got one on, on nineteen eleven. There is, but a Glock. Well, on the nineteen eleven, I mean mechanism for that.
2: They have the the safety on the
1: rear end, but yeah, I mean, you got a half cock and you got a. A safety. Yeah.
2: But let someone in a tense situation, you know, not be thinking about that. You know, daddy gave me this gun. I'm going to carry it on me now. And I got around in the chamber in this Glock. And, you know, just a tense situation. Someone's coming up on you. And you reach in, or you're, you reach in your purse, in your holster. And the first thing you do is you wrap your finger around that trigger. And in the motion of you pulling out, what's going to happen? You're going to pull that trigger. And you're probably going to hurt yourself. going to hurt trigger. So not only yeah. is it the safety of yourself, but others as well. So that's another thing. And um, uh, there's no training in, uh, you know, the class, you know, that touches on that, you know, withdrawing the gun from your holster. Or, you know, they don't train you to pull your gun out of your purse. But. You know, some people aren't aware of those things. You know, in the act of pulling their gun out.
0: I think you should, if you own any kind of gun for whatever reason, you should go to the range uh, periodically and train with it yourself. Get used to it and learn how to carry it if you're going to carry it. But yeah, there again, that goes with the are you carrying it legally or illegally, and have you been trained to do so?
2: And you know, it it kind of sucks with you know times being the way they are. You know, COVID hit. Um, these ammunition manufacturers really, you know, almost halted production. Mm -hmm. And that's, I think that's kind of deterred people from going to the range and, you know, practicing, but even before that, you know, I know damn well, people will go out there and buy a gun and they would get it. They would go out and practice the first time after they got the gun because of the excitement of getting a new gun. I gotta go, I gotta go shoot this, but that one time ain't going to do you justice. You know that one time you're not going to learn everything about that gun. You're not going to learn everything about shooting a gun if that's your first time.
0: Well, the gun activists they want they want to buy ammunition and use it in practice, but the anti-gun want ammunition stopped stop to being made. So then, all basically, you got in your hand is a rock. You can't. You don't have any ammo. Yeah. Well, so the
2: anti-gun politicians, um, they don't do us. You know, regular blue collar. Joe Schmo guys a favor by talking, you know, restrict or messing with gun rights and all that, but they do help, uh, the gun manufacturers cause they know, Hey, Joe Biden's in office about time. We start hiking these gun prices up. He's talking about taking them away. People are gonna be itching to get them before he pulls a trigger on something, which nine times out of 10 never happens. But I mean, you gotta think, are they in bed with each other? You know, why is it every time the a democratic president gets in office, these gun manufacturers are just making a killing?
0: I think because people panic and they want to load up and stock up on that stuff because they think they're gonna lose it all, yeah, so, but you know the type of guns that makes a big difference i'm I'm old school and not young anymore i I think revolvers to me are so much easier. They're not near as fast, but the, to me, they're almost safer than automatic, if that's possible, with automatic guns. I'm, I've never been trained again see enough to well, there get is used to that.
2: There is some truth to that, um, being that, you know, usually with a revolver, it takes a little more on the trigger, a little more pound, or a little more pressure mm-hmm. to pull that trigger. And then, obviously, with older guns, you know, single action you know you got to cock it back first <laughs> before time, you right. pull the trigger right um and then obviously that's the safety as, huh that's yeah the safety pretty much and you know, obviously as guns progressed um you know they came at a double action and you know there was no more of that cock it back pull the trigger cock it back pull the trigger it's cock it back once pull the trigger and you know most guns you don't even have to cock it back the first time mm-hmm. it'll do it automatically
0: those automatic pistols i remember before when i was a small kid that a lot of people I knew that were, they had revolvers. And revolvers even had where you could pop the cylinder out and pop a whole new loaded cylinder in there toward the end. Yeah. And then all of a sudden everything went automatic. Yeah. Which can hold like, what, 15, one in the chamber and 14 rounds or something like that?
2: I mean, they're all over the I mean, you can get extended mags. Wow. I mean, you name it. You could have a 30 round mag in your Glock. See, if back you in wanted the day, to.
0: the cop would carry, back in the 70s, I, from what I remember, was a thirty? What was it? A Thirty-eight or maybe a three fifty-seven six shot, mm-hmm. and they'd be way outgunned now, even by the cops themselves. I mean, no one's going to carry that. Yeah,
2: I mean, I'm sure you have some old school cops out there, probably at the chief level these days, but yeah, they, you know, in in a real life scenario, I mean, today as a cop, you know, if you're carrying a revolver, that's probably just for show. That ain't for uh, practical use. You know, if you knew you were going to there's a possibility you could get into it. They'll still You're do gonna, the
0: job, though. I think uh, I don't think there was a better gun made than the thirty eight myself, but that's just my opinion.
2: I think there's no gun
0: better made than the 1911. The, yeah, I mean. Saturday Night Special to me, they never got any better than that. The .38 but, had some, yeah. It's, it's got everything you want in the smallest package. It's got some
1: box. skins on the wall, and that's, that's <laughs> for sure, yeah. I mean, when you, of course, you know, you'll have, and it's true, It's you know, it, doesn't matter in a lot of case in some cases you know um you know if you're shot with something like a a a 22 a 25 caliber a 32 caliber or a a 380 or a 38 or 357 you know stuff like that i mean there's people that survive you know larger calibers and smaller calibers but then there's some that don't survive small calibers larger calibers um,
2: well, man, if I, I tell you what, if I was getting shot at and I can make a request on what the hell they're shooting at me with, I choose a large caliber every day, really, against a smaller caliber. Especially, <laughs> um, why, why
0: was that? Why would you say that?
2: Because the smaller calibers they enter your body and they're too small to penetrate out the other side, so they get in your body, they're striking every artery you name it, just traveling through your body.
0: Well, I think it depends on the bullet, too. you got hollow points that are made to kill, and they spread out. But you've got the, like a, what do you call it, a full metal jacket? They go through everything, just like yeah. a straight line. They'll just you're mu- I think you're through. much more apt to survive the straight line than you are the hollow point.
1: And that's true. Yeah, I mean, because that's... Even
0: though it's piercing holes through your body, Yeah, I mean, it I, doesn't do that damage that I, that hollow point I
1: again. kind of was messing, messing around with the, the social media pages there for a second. I kind of zoned out the con- with y'all the conversation, but... Yeah, that with with different types of uh, ammunition. I mean, and I've got some friends. Um, I got a friend that uh, that reloads a lot, and uh, he'd be a good person to talk to so about speaking of reloading different loads. But
0: I reloads his own bullets. Points, so his own bullets you now
1: you use. got ballistic points. Uh-huh. You've got some some pretty special ammunition out there nowadays that. But,
0: but you're talking about reloads his own bullets, is that what you're what Yeah, you're he does rights? Yeah, yeah,
1: he saves his own brass and all that. So that's and what I'm
0: saying. Whenever you take it away from the public and take away all those rights, only the if you outlaw guns, only the outlaws will have the guns. They're too easy to make.
1: <laughs> that's true because that's that's where a lot of people would fall on the constitutional carrier because they're yeah. like, Well, if you know, if I give a if I give this right up or don't if I'm not allowed to do that, then I'm not gonna be able to do this, you know. Um
0: I've seen films where even in prison that they were able to take things from the shop, wood shop and metal shop, and make guns in prison that actually shot. Yeah, a gun cut. that you brought over the other day looked like a prison gun. Oh, <laughs> exactly.
1: <laughs> and by the way, hopefully nobody's listening to this, but that, that particular gun is, um, we won't say what it is or what it was. It is allegedly... Illegal.
0: It looks like it's...
1: Because I want that particular gun, I won't give it a name. And if
2: you're listening, we're located in uh, no. the northern part of Alaska. Yeah. Our names are Greg, Anchorage, Steve, Anchorage and Edward. Here,
1: yeah. <laughs> and we only eat seal blubber, and we never go anywhere but from one igloo to another. Right. Um, but, yeah, that particular – How do you know? How do you? Because I looked, researched it. You looked it up? It yeah, I looked good. it up, yeah. The gun itself and is And it's an a damn act.
2: shame because that gun just fell overboard when we were on the boat last weekend. Uh, yeah. Oh, right. We've you never just, seen it since. Oops. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, yeah, it was actually a kid's – I don't know. It would take somebody a minute to figure all this out. But it was actually a kid's 22 single single-shot rifle that was modified – to wow, that point wow really there, uh, yeah I think there was some of them that were modified
0: well it and was, I know
1: I'm leaving everybody in the dark on this because I, you do have to register it with the uh, the uh, ATF See, or I, BB something or another
0: I heard rumors that that was like passed down from a, a deceased law enforcement to a relative yeah and well it was, it was probably confiscated way back there you go yeah, probably 50-60 years ago from somebody there you that go long ago. that's an antique now yeah. So. It yeah. Well,
1: I mean, I I wouldn't necessarily go out and shoot it, and no, it'd be it's a fool just fool like twenty two.
0: Well, just like twenty two bullets, people don't know that. Isn't there like a twenty two short and a twenty two long? Yeah. Yeah. The long oh, well. was made to go in the rifle for a very long distance, right? Very well, they
2: have some pistols that can have the capability to shoot twenty two long rifle, but really then there's the also well, a different twenty two no, out of the yeah, pistol. Well, like
1: I own one. We own one. It's um or I inherited one through my dad, but. It'll shoot 22 shorts and long rifles, and And then you remove... This is not
0: the same gun we were talking about. No, 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 no. (laughs) This is a legal gun.
1: And this particular gun, you would take the cylinder out and replace it with another cylinder... Already
0: loaded cylinder like I was talking about earlier. That you could shoot
1: magnum, 22 magnum rounds. Wow,
0: sound like a special gun.
1: So, you know, it's basically like, I guess, 22 shorts... And I and somebody'll probably correct me on this if they listen to this and they comment or what have you. That I believe twenty two shorts are more subsonic. They're not as like as fast as a twenty two long rifle.
2: Well, yeah, you go yeah, 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 to more room for that long is the key word. You know, some powder in there. Uh,
1: mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to get shot by one, but
2: like well, like I said know. earlier, if I had a my choice I'd rather be shot by a large caliber gun, regardless of what kind of round that is.
0: I'd rather be shot with a, a, a full metal jacket, and just keep the hollow points away. Well, with having
1: been a person myself, I got shot by a shotgun, and I didn't get take. I didn't take a direct shot, and I've got witnesses to that.
0: But although you some of the at, least, right? wow. at
1: least two of them are have passed and moved on, but there's others that were they were there at the time,
0: but. Tell us what it did to you. What Did you have any damage? Uh,
1: well, it, my dad and his brother, we used to go to a city lake out in East Texas where my nanny used to live. And they would go duck hunting on this small lake, probably about a 10, 15-acre lake. And they'd get ducks. And they would go duck hunting. And um, anyway, they would uh, – they you know my, my dad's brother was a heavy drinker. Every time I saw him, he had a beer in his hand. Uh, which didn't make him a bad person, he's gonna here, <laughs> yeah. Well, no, yeah, well, I thought about that, yeah. I mean, that y'all,
0: wasn't me. no, go
1: yeah, y'all picked up on that a little bit, but I mean, what I was saying is that he, you know, he would drink and he loved to drink beer and he loved shooting guns and blah, blah 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 blah. And anyway, he came back with my dad, and I was sitting on the bank, and I was in between my mother and my aunt, my dad's sister. And he heard something. My dad's brother heard something in the bushes. It was kind of down on or the shrubs or whatever down in the bank where we were standing. And he shot in there. Where you were. Well, down into that. But enough of the barrel and the shot, it opened up because I was at a certain distance. Because duck loads or bird shot will, at a certain point, will open up, you know, after Hmm. it gets to a certain yardage. Mm-hmm. Well, I caught par- part of that in my left breast area, and I had this. Um, it was a Star Trek shirt, It had Captain Kirk on my right boob, <laughs> and it had Captain Spock, or uh, I guess it was Captain Spock, wasn't it?
0: No, he was a. Uh, he wasn't captain. He was um, lieutenant. I think something like that. He was high rank, but not captain.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Captain Kirk would have been Some the main. I
0: think was an officer. Yeah, something remember.
1: like that. yeah. Well, he was on my left side on my shirt. And it was kind of one of those screen-printed deals of like a movie scene. Well, the shot hit, and it hit me like between both of my my breasts and and my left nipple had taken some of the shot, and
0: it split it. So it was BBs. then. It was BBs, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: So, I mean, it wasn't like a direct shot, but it was enough for being a small child. I mean, I was probably six, seven years old. Got your attention, right? Yeah, I hit the deck. And everybody wow. thought, "Oh my God, they shot him. They killed him." <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> you hear a blast and you see a little kid go,
0: splat, yep, uh, yep.
1: fall over. So, but yeah, that I I don't I mean I don't know where Tyler's going with the larger caliber because yep. I don't think you would necessarily survive something like that, especially if it well, was in your I've upper torso. Yeah, most, <laughs> well, most
0: most people are killed with smaller rounds, but. I think most people carry smaller rounds. I think that's
1: because it's light.
0: Yeah, Yeah. You're not going to carry a. Well, the mob
1: did that, right?
0: I mean, I've always heard like the mob
1: would do it like right behind your ear, and the head. Well, that was execution,
0: execution style. Yeah, behind your ear. But uh, back in the day, you could tell I'm the old. I'm the old one. But uh, 38 special was that was it, and cops and criminals carried them. Yeah, and they worked very efficiently. A lot of people, women, carried the small 22s. Uh, a lot of card sharks back well, even further back than that, always had a small pistol of some kind if they had a pistol at all, yeah, where they could grab it, and no one see it right quick and just oh. have it, in their yeah, they cause. also
2: carried that because it sounds like a damn nail gun going off, you know it don 't sound like yeah. a a traditional gun going off, it sounds like someone just po building a fence box back in the background
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah i think but I think more people have a smaller caliber, so a lot of crimes used to be committed with a lot of twenty twos pistols but you just never know
2: yeah yeah I,
0: you know 22s are a lot of fun to shoot too man the other yeah they don't have much of a kick but they like any other gun they're deadly but uh my wife we were talking about automatic pistols or yeah she was convinced by some friends that to try out a automatic pistol and i just don't have enough training she tried to train a little bit but they're mechanized and there's a lot to it automatic or semi-automatic uh well, I I would say I thought automatic. I'm not sure. They're, one of is a Glock and one of them something else. So what kind of?
2: Well, I mean, I, I know how how there's I some know Glocks about. out there, and I don't even know too many law enforcement. You know, I don't even know if law enforcement's allowed to carry a fully automatic.
0: Um, well, I guess maybe pistol. Semi, I guess semi-automatic. But yeah. uh, the Glocks, I do know. I've heard heard people say that. They made those guns so well. They're so light, and you can't you can't drop them and have them go off, which was, used to be the case back in the day. A lot of guns, they say they did all kinds of tests with them, ran over them and everything, and they, they won't go off unless you you pull release, the trigger, uh, pull the trigger, or release the safety. Or yeah, unless it was
2: just a the luckiest fall ever, and it. You know, caught uh, a twig on the way down, and it just so happened to have enough pressure to pull that trigger back.
0: Well, I've heard and heard through the grapevine they did they did extensive testing. That's why law enforcement, I guess, carries it. Supposedly, it's the best. I don't know. I don't agree, but I, mean, I guess you have to get faster and bigger as time goes on because you remember what happened in California when them two guys put that chain armor on and started robbing banks. They robbed the bank and walked out, and the cops were shooting them and they just bouncing off of them. I, mean, I don't know if you remember that or not. I saw a special on TV. And they were interviewing the cops, and cops were crying like babies because they were shooting the enemy, and they weren't—they were just weren't going down. They just kept coming and shooting. Well, they were mowing the cops down. They had to go uh, get into a uh, what do you call it—a pawn shop—to get enough high-powered automatic weapons to fight these guys. Yeah. And uh, they were outgunned. These guys were carrying assault rifles and wearing chain armor. Well, they were like in—they in, were indestructible. Yeah. They were shooting people, cops at will. <laughs> so that's the name of the game. I mean, the fastest and the biggest who shoots first wins as a rule.
2: That must, that must have been some years ago because, I mean, if
0: it was, if it was, was chain a armor
2: was as
0: great as it sounds in that scenario, right, you right, know, you'd right. think our armed forces would be <laughs> wearing chain armor to, overseas. I wish I remember the name of it. You ever get a chance to see a a, a documentary on that? There a bank robbing in California back in the day. And that's exactly what happened. Now, they got up on them close enough to him to shoot one cop, did on the head. Shot one of them in the head and finally got them, So, yeah,
1: you know, yeah, we're talking about the chain armor. I've heard that before.
0: I saw it on TV. I saw it on the, on the on where they had recorded all what was going on. And I saw it where they was bouncing off them guys. They'd turn, they'd hit them and they'd turn and they just keep walking. Oh, wow. It was like they were there. You couldn't kill them. But wow. Of course, they finally did. But these cops were interviewing. They were like traumatized. You mm-hmm. know, they, I'm sure they had to be. Go through some counseling or something after that. It'd be like a nightmare an enemy that you can't kill. Oh, I'd imagine, yeah. And uh, they had big assault rifles and they were just mowing the cops down like nothing. You just you couldn't. They were shooting through the cars and just it was awful. Yeah, I think they AK forty sevens. I think or maybe something even bigger. But the cops had again. They had the old fashioned little old shotguns they had in the squad car and the and their pistols and that just they were outgunned. Yeah.
2: Speaking of cops, wasn't your uh, your was it your father a Dallas cop?
0: Uh, yes he was for a number of years way back in the day in the 70s that's how I that's how I grew up around guns all my life he had quite a few the cops love to collect guns um, I never worked a job where I carried a gun but uh, I do know enough about how dangerous they are i I knew a, a man one of my father's friends personally his wife dropped a gun when they were stepping in the front door there's him and his wife and another couple and the gun hit the ground went off and killed one of the men standing there that quick i think it was a 25 automatic and uh they're bad about when you drop them they go off and that's exactly what happened it's an accident but it happened yeah and it was one of his good friends i, I don't believe the officer ever got over that they come back from dinner and everybody's all happy come back home and she goes to hand him the gun out of her purse and he or she dropped it and when he hit it went off yeah and that's all it took is it it's 25 automatic so I mean, like I say, I, I can't say it enough. It's not toys; they're tools, and they're very dangerous tools. Very serious. So, yeah, they. But I've got a lot of stories like that. But yeah, law enforcement has changed a lot since my father was a, like a 35-year in law enforcement. So I was a cop's kid. So that's. <laughs> so how was it growing up as a cop's kid? Somewhat of a stigma. I mean, back in the 70s and. It was cool for everybody to be a hippie and be high, and you know, the man. No one liked the man. The pigs, and uh, they found out you were a piglet. They, I had uh, a, <laughs> I had a couple of kids. Uh, had a couple of fights over it. Old oh, boys be boys in middle school. It was uh, exceptionally bad. I yeah, fought quite a bit, and I was small for my age. It didn't help. Well, did you ever feel like you could get
1: away with a certain amount of stuff uh, because you were a, somebody's kind of, kid?
0: Well, no, not at all. He was my dad was very strict, and because of that, you were almost held higher, just like the cops were. They're higher held standard. to a higher standard. Yeah, yeah. But um, he was a uh, very, very different back in the time. That's for sure. Um, they say, "What's the What's the saying?" There's nobody worse than a cop's son or a preacher's daughter. Some I've seen, I've seen instances where it is, but not always the case. Yeah, I did know some other cops that had sons, and their sons were became outlaws. Um, I didn't, but uh, they like the gangster life. They seem to think, for some reason, it's choices that it's easier to steal and rob than it is to work for a living. <laughs> I never was kind of uh, I never was of that thought process like that. So yeah, but yeah, it was very interesting. Um, I got uh, the kind of got the attitude, and it's it's uh, something. It's something to learn. I think everybody should learn a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah, I think you should respect and learn the job the important job law enforcement has. If you don't, you've got the wild west.
1: Well, I mean, do you think the kids of the of your time, you know, growing up, that had moms, dads, or what have you, grandparents, whatever in the in law enforcement, do you think they acted out just to kind of rebel, to kind of like throw it in their face, like, oh, hey, you know? I
0: know, yeah, they rebelled. I knew some that did and some that didn't. Yeah, yeah about fifty-fifty.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, you didn't fall in that that category so much right no I, mean, I stayed
0: pretty, straight and, pretty I was, straight and narrow I was a good kid uh, it wasn't <laughs> until later when I got grown that I started acting up a little bit but uh, yeah. straightened back out again so yeah
1: yeah
0: I definitely think that um, kind of like what you said
2: earlier um, you had that stigma of being a
1: you know a cops. If they found that, I
0: tried not to uh, let yeah. it out. But
1: <laughs> I can imagine you probably get a little picked on, you know, it was like oh. Well.
0: Sometimes I uh, I didn't know uh, you know let it, didn't uh, advertise yeah. sure didn't advertise.
1: Yeah.
0: Well,
2: you know I think that's you know. You also said boys will be boys. Well, not you know kind of in that same subject, you know a lot of people see cops. Um they're all the same. And the same thing with (coughs) boys will be boys. Um, Well, they're all the same. Well, that's not the case. Not every cop's a bad cop. Right. right. Every boy is just the boy, you know. There are, you know, a vast majority of them out there are good guys. A vast majority of the cops out there are good cops
0: they're just trying to get through their shift to get home to to the wife and kids yeah yeah you
2: think they want to be putting up with whatever they may roll up on in the scene no i I've, I've spoken to a few cops that are currently serving they don't want to deal with that shit.
1: um no a but lot of they my, have to a lot of them
2: just you know and it, it's unfortunate you know the stuff that's unfolded and we're not going to touch
0: on that i'd be afraid to think about what it would be like to be in my shoes today to be a cop's kid today in school I oh i can't imagine I'm, i shudder, I'm, shudder I'm, to think of it
2: and you know imagine what it's doing to them kids you mm-hmm. can't you know you got all the other kids what do your what do your parents do yeah oh my dad's a doctor my dad's this my dad's that yes that one kid i mean either he don't say nothing or he told you you know his dad's a cop and imagine the shit they gotta take oh i can imagine and you know i think you know <laughs> i i there are still quite a few people out there that back the blue and you know that's something they want to do when they grow up. Yeah. Um, but the more and more and that there's people, nothing wrong
1: with that either by the way. Right? Yeah, And the more and
2: more that people you know put this bad light on cops um, the less that people are going to want to want to be a cop and what's going to happen there's going to be less cops out there. It's a Dallas calling. Police it's a calling, yeah. already seeing yeah. that. You know Dallas Police Department they they damn near paying you just to come be on them, know, be on their force these days. They they don't have enough cops to cover the area that they have to cover. Yeah. So imagine how it's going to get. You know, as we progress into the future.
0: Well, see, I've never been a, a soldier, but uh, I did work in law enforcement, a couple of different jobs in my life. But um, I think I think soldiers and police are very similar. If the people that they're around will not cooperate or help them do their job, they are powerless. Yeah. If you come into a scene and you've got witnesses and you see someone got murdered and they want to find out who did it and, and nobody will say who did it, they're not going to ever solve the crime. Yeah. Yeah. And I think soldiers in war are the same way. That's why they try to go in these towns and befriend these people and get people on their side.
1: Well that's that's funny that you brought up about soldiers is because that was kind of the I don't know if you'd call it a stereotype or for today's modern police officer that a lot of departments would accept applications and accept new recruits or what have you for um previously being in the military you know and then that's where a lot of them had developed this attitude or this uh, you know forcefulness just to get things wrapped up get things under control being aggressive is that they were former military now i know and, and i'm I, i'm i'm not really having to think real hard on this but there's a there's a guy i used to work with when i worked in uh, in retail he became a dallas police officer but he was also an mp in the army and that was kind of a um a stepping stone to get him into the department and he became a Dallas police officer, and he's 20-plus years. I think he's since retired now because of medical issues, uh, being on the department. He got hit a couple times uh, by drunk drivers doing uh, traffic wow. duty. Wow. Yeah. Damn near killed him. But um, super good guy. Never got that out of him. He basically went by the book and by instinct in some cases. And, you know, The book, depending on what it was, instinct depending on by what it was well, or I, situation.
0: I saw that happening in my mind. There's no doubt that ex-military make the best cops and firemen. No doubt in my mind. Because some yeah, of the training, so, yeah. training and the attitude and the they know the situation. They can handle the situation. Where some people are not trained or not able to handle that kind of situation. But they've had previous training. And I worked with guys uh, in my two different experiences. That I had, and uh, the next the military they were excellent at, yeah. at the job.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's all different kinds of um, all different kinds of um, rabbit holes. I'm sure we could go down as far as who's suited for the job, who's not. I mean, I don't even think you could really put a finger on it until you you get out into the mix of the world. You know, I mean, you get into the neighborhoods and you get to learn exactly. what's going exactly. on. Exactly.
0: actually live it. That's why I love to see people who actually done the job talk about the job. Right. I don't like it when someone's read a book and they say, oh, yeah, I know what it's like to be a soldier. No, you don't. Spouting opinions no, about you don't. it. Yeah. yeah. Or, or, you know, things like, a, I know what it's like to be shot at. I've read the book. No, no you don't. <laughs> yeah, you
1: don't know any idea. Have any idea? Now, if oh, yeah. I want,
0: if I want to know about a subject, how much, especially something with that kind of power or whatever, or violence or extremism, I want to go right to the source and talk to people who did it, who yeah. went through it.
1: Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. No,
0: that that makes total sense. I talked um, to a guy the other day, a uh, uh, a friend of ours, and he was, I think he was in Kuwait. And, he talked, and we went to a garage sale. It's so funny. And there was a guy giving the garage sale by himself out of his garage uh, there in the house, a little brick home. And somehow they recognized that they were both military, and they started talking. They were in the same exact war and at the same exact place. Oh, wow. And they wow. talked about one of the wars about how we had outgunned them so badly that they were his mass exodus. And they talked about how the troops would come through and just firefight with these guys, people trying to leave and how horrible it was. Yeah. And the extreme bloodshed. And I'm standing there like a dummy <laughs> and looking at both. I don't I don't know or understand fully what they're talking about, but they did. They really understood. Yeah. They kinda know each other
1: already, without <laughs> they knowing kinda each know other. <laughs> because of the experience.
0: Yeah. They never yeah. knew each other when they were both over there, but they sure knew that ex- they would be the authority on that. Yeah, situation. Not me. Not
1: well. That's what I think would be good, and that's in in a future podcast, possibly. Um, I want to talk to uh, that Don Keith that I was was telling you about. That he has, you know, he came in in an era where there was still.
0: I mean, when when was the Civil Rights Act signed? in 69 something like that i believe so uh the aclu i think came through when kennedy was in office but i was a tiny baby so (laughs) yeah yeah well i mean there there was tension about that and there was still
1: you know bigotry and racism in those errors but you know to kind of get a perspective of law enforcement at the time
0: you know from somebody that that lived it my opinion is here the, the, a lot of people won't agree with me but I think every, nothing is really black and white it's all green it's all about the money but I don't think it's they say oh it's a white cop killing a black man no it's a it's a whatever cop fighting a gangster yeah. whatever color that gangster is it's not really what the cop is I don't believe what they're looking at Yeah. yeah. they're trying to deal with someone who has broke the law and a couple of guys here recently that made the news, they were drug leaders, as far as I could tell, or what they reported. Didn't really matter what they what they, they looked like. Care. They yeah. didn't care if they were green, but they were having to fight them or whatever. Yeah. And that last one I saw, the, they started to march before the tape was released, When that girl was trying to stab the other girl and was shot dead by a cop because she was trying to stab the other girl. Yeah. All of a sudden it got real quiet. Well, automatically when a cop shoots somebody, they're not doing it. I don't believe they're doing it for fun. No, they're trying to save their life or somebody else's life, and the kid that case is his body cam showed it all. That girl had her arm in the air with the knife in her hand, yeah, yeah, and going down with it. And uh, it already been reported that she dropped the knife and gave up and got gunned down, which uh, false false news. But to some of to some folks out there, that, that doesn't matter, right? It doesn't. But matter. when they played the body cam, yeah, the uh, they, the camera don't lie, as they say, yeah. And I think it can a little, bit, not too much. And what you notice is, um,
2: with that, and, you know, it, it was a story, you know, obviously. Um, the media these days are looking for these money-making stories.
0: Sensationalism. Yes. Yeah, it's yeah, true. What sells? And,
2: no, we're not trying to downplay what happened, you know, it's or anything that's happening these days. We're not for it. We're not against it, you know. But... It's unfortunate that, that young girl's life was taken that day. Exactly. Um, but what ha- what Very would you so. what if you were in the other parents' shoes
0: in that situation? It was your daughter being stabbed? And, I mean what would, sta-
2: are you gonna say the cop was in the wrong for saving your daughter's life? I don't believe and, they would and several people are saying, Well what if, what if the cop pulled his taser? Well, you know, life's full of what ifs and you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. Well but at the end of the day, The girl, that other girl, or you know, whatever situation it may be, you know,
0: tragedy was prevented, but also it was prevented by another tragedy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which I think, uh, as far as I know, I've, I've never been a cop, like I say, but she was using deadly force. So as far as I know, for my knowledge, is he had the right to use deadly force? Which yeah, I mean,
2: one thing that girl was about to throw a punch,
1: or you know, yeah. throw it in the
0: window. Yeah, yeah, he, pull he pulled the gun. You he pulled the gun. You know, that that's you know, that's wrong. You no. know, wrong all day. What if there wasn't thinking? a
1: knife involved, there that would have never happened.
0: Right. Never. Any, any kind of weapon, really. If she's striking, maybe even a bat, for sure a gun, but a knife and all any dead any deadly weapon. And I think
2: what's getting a lot of people right now is you know it it is kind of weird he the first thing he pulled out before that whole scene unfolded was his pistol you know he didn't pull up to the scene and immediately draw his. Did you see caser. his body
0: cam? He just drove up and walked up on that. Yeah. Seconds. Seconds and, you to the know, sound. Yeah. It, literally. It's all the sec- literal. Literally you know, seconds.
2: Split second. He thought and he saw
0: that was, girl throw a girl on the ground, but then what happened a few seconds later?
2: Yeah. I think what's getting a lot of people is, you know, why didn't that cop pull his yes, his taser. Uh, his taser? Because um, of the use you of know, the here we force. go again. Well, well, what if you know, what if he did pull his taser? Would we be looking at you know the girl that was committing the crime? She's still alive, but maybe the girl that was getting pushed up against that vehicle was she getting stabbed in the neck?
0: Well, the other side would say, why did he pull his gun and stop her? Because the taser didn't. Now she's stabbed to death. And if he pulled yeah. his gun, she he would have saved her life. I bet you that's what would have happened had he pulled his taser and not stopped her. And, you, you know, know the gun going to stop.
2: It, it almost seems like a cop can't do anything right. That's and and what, exactly. what's it going to turn into? These yeah. cops are going to stop reporting to these scenes because, obviously, to everyone's eyes, they're, they're not
0: doing anything right. Um, exactly. And wh- they just do don't, do like the they don't like the man. They don't like authority. They don't like to be told what to do. You're supposed to be hands off yeah. and, right. and, and, and don't do anything?
2: You're like... you. Verbally try to control the situation. You know, verbally it doesn't always work. And we've all been in a in a situation where our adrenaline gets running. You ain't listening to shit that someone else is telling you. All you can focus on is what you're about to do and what's going on.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you have you have second milliseconds to think yeah. on what to do. But they they've got their training, and I'm sure that was probably a scenario he trained on many times. But however, or you know, can are you able to do that? Can you live with that? Well, I mean. That's another
1: thing. Is you you would at least hope so. I right. mean, you would at least hope that they go through that
0: training to know that. But I, I want to plug a show right now, the show on TV that I love. If you get tired of watching cops, which to me is cool, but mm-hmm. I got family members that are in law enforcement and they they yeah. can't stand it because they see it every day. Yeah. But uh, a new show that I found was called uh, Can I say that? What a show is on TV? Oh yeah, yeah. About, uh, yeah. I Survived a Crime. And it's pro. I think I've heard it. It's yeah. pro victim, and it shows. You'll see home invasions where the person's walking down his own hallway, yeah. And another man came around the corner, from, or came up the stairs, and had a rifle. Well, the homeowner grabbed the rifle and began fighting. Yeah. So I think cops don't recommend that, but I mean, it just it's pro victim, and it shows what happened. And it's and the show is I Survived a Crime, and it's all kinds of crime. They show carjackings, gotcha, uh, home invasions, all caught on tape. Yeah. Uh, shootings, um, robberies and uh, when you see what those poor victims are a lot of times mind their business working or going about and they are attacked by these predators and most of the time they're armed and it's just uh, if you want to see what what can happen out there yeah on tape and uh, you know to is kind that, of get is it that off that, like live i mean is that actual, i mean is it reenactment it's, is it basically No, there's what no is? reenactment it's actual tapes it's all actual tapes also you like, see someone get shot yeah. or stabbed on mm-hmm. there they're being shot and stabbed Oh, so CCTV it's, basically. They don't call down. it that, but yeah, yeah. It's a well. It's mm-hmm. mostly surveillance cameras from, let's say, like jewelry stores, gas stations, oh, okay. uh, stuff okay. like that. Caught across the street from somebody's yeah t- uh, doorbell cam. Yeah, yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Well, those things have become
1: popular. Well, cameras,
0: <laughs> cameras are everywhere. Or sometimes it's people's phones. It just depends on what camera caught it if they got it or not. Yeah. yeah, and then they enter. What's really cool is at the end they usually take one of the stories, and interview that person, and yeah. they tell the audience how they felt sometimes say i thought i was going to die you know things like that yeah what did i do to deserve this and all that kind of stuff
1: sure sure uh
0: really really cool stories i've seen is where they come in to rob a place and they've done it more than once and they almost recognize the guy coming in (laughs) the the business owners who's someone trying to make an honest living yeah they'll when they're in the store they lock the front door and then they run out the front door and lock it and call the cops. Well, they can't get out. They're in there beating on the windows. In a couple, yeah. half the time they do get out, but it takes a while. The other half, they never make it out, and the cops come and arrest them. Well, let's go back. You said like it
1: was the same person doing it multiple times. Yes,
0: some, in some cases, yes. So is, it, it's not just like for, just like these gangsters that die in police custody or whatever. Yeah, that's usually not their first rodeo. Right. They've been uh, there before. Sometimes, a lot of times, they're even on a first-name basis, which I've seen in my own life and I've seen on the TV. They know each other anyway. Yeah. And uh, sometimes they're rapport. Sometimes there's a lot of hatred. It just depends.
1: Damn it, man. That's what's so crazy is it's the the news media and how even social media, for that matter. The fake because news. Because as stuff. soon as something happens, it's on social media probably a little faster than it mm-hmm. is on regular media. And it's Everybody's like the judge, jury, and
0: executioner—all yeah, in one shot. Yeah, no. and it's like you, you you can't win for losing if it, no matter what the circumstances were. I worked around for a lot of cities and stuff like that, and they say I was taught that if you don't have water, fire, and and police, you're not considered a city. Mm. So you lose one of those, you're no longer really a city. So if you don't have water. Or, or, firemen to put the fire out, or cops to keep people from robbing or hurting each other. Yeah, It you cease to be a city, you cease to be a civilization. Well, that makes sense. So people need to think about that. That sounds kind of like we're like, going to defund the police and to get rid of the police, we're going to be the Wild West again. Then, like I'll do a little
1: shameless plug here for like the Unashamed podcast for uh, Phil Robertson and them. God bless him. Yeah. yeah, he he talks about that. He talks about like well. I'm 30 miles plus away from any kind of town. He goes, I'm out in the middle of nowhere. He goes, if it comes to law enforcement, he goes, I am the law and I enforce it out here until the proper authorities are able to show up. He goes, but by the time they show up, it's already said and done and and Mm -hmm. it's cold, Mm -hmm. you know. So that's that was his point of, you know. People would comment, well, why are you carrying an uh, AR-15 in your truck? Or why are you always armed and all that? He said, well, I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. He goes, I am the law. He goes, I don't go and, you know, practice the law like, you know, you do what I tell you to. He goes, but if something happens to somebody, he goes, I'm the only person until somebody gets
0: here. <laughs> you know? Well, you don't think about if you're out there, and especially by yourself, which I would try to always travel with one companion. But yeah. Could be a snake, could be a bear, could be, uh, could be a highway but, robber. It yeah. could be anything you run across out there in those acres, yeah, in the woods, yeah. So I mean, yeah. As far as uh, like the old cowboys or whatever, that always have a gun with me. Yeah, yeah. If I were in that situation, yeah,
1: yeah. It's 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 inter- it's it's interesting well, with subjects.
0: Yeah, you know about that. A lot of subjects.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of. Uh, and that's the thing about guns. I mean, now guns, constitutional carry, Second Amendment. I mean, I'm I'm all for the Second Amendment. Yes, I believe I, in yeah, it. It's, yep. it's 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 been a right that's been given to us, and we deserve the
0: right to protect ourselves. Um, and I've it, heard it said that we've got the largest uncommissioned army in the world because all of us are armed. Well that yeah, was a lot of the reason why I've heard people say that
1: Germany and Japan didn't just come storm our shores because
0: everybody here Joe would get his shotgun was pretty much rifle. armed yeah. yeah and uh that's the way dictators can take over yeah they come out and just come to your house and arrest you and walk all first all the men disappear read your history books, yeah. Yeah, go back into Vietnam, go back into Nazi Germany, yeah. and then they come and take the young men away, and no one has a gun to protect them. So that's that's funny. I mean, not funny, haha. That you bring that up, but
1: it's um, a guy that I work with. He's from uh, Venezuela. He was born there, and the stories he he, he can tell about socialism and how. Um, ridiculous it is that our culture nowadays everybody takes the Marxist uh, yes. approach, yes. or they want to take that approach, or they want to take that type of philosophy, or or way of living, or whatever. And he's like, it's he's happening right there. now. He's they need, there, yeah. To, yeah, they he's need been. to look at this now. Yeah. And he's a guy that I'm gonna, I'm gonna have either come over or at some point, uh, maybe go to his. I don't know, but.
0: Was it Argentina that was very prosperous and capitalist at one time and went went socialist and now they're broke? Yeah, yeah. Same way with the that, the, that Venezuela. The, yeah, that's for it, maybe it's Venezuela. I'm thinking anyway, well, one of those South American countries. It's like Venezuela. From what he told me, it's
1: um, primarily it's well, it's socialist, but the the government has taken control of everything so much that you know your water, your uh, your money. I mean, anything. They that got comes. money
2: lighting in their streets because it, it don't mean anything over
0: there. I'm going to quote Margaret, Th- uh, Margaret Thatcher on this. When she said, which I think England did go socialist, she said, a, com- a socialist works until you run out of the other man's money. Yeah. And there you have it, folks. That's it. And yeah. then all of a sudden, everybody has nothing. Yeah. Well, pretty so. much what's controlling that country now is
1: whatever government that they have the russians and i'll throw a little uh, love towards uh, rush limbaugh the Chicoms <laughs> the chinese that they're they're a big influence in venezuela right now and venezuela used to be i don't know what they were as i don't recall but they were one of the top oil producers in the world and that's what made a lot of their money um but the government, Chavez... and
0: put an end to all that, did
1: Yeah, they used that money for other things. And he's got a lot of stories to tell about that. And still to this
0: day, his parents still live
1: in uh, Venezuela.
0: And well, you know, it's uh, great to have social programs, but when you give all of your military money to social programs and you have no military, then you no longer will have a country. Yep. Yeah, That's well, very it'll true. Be somebody, it'll become somebody else's country very true you'll never know what you have until it's gone
1: yeah that's, that's very true It's a hard
2: way to learn it for sure like I said you know I don't we, we're not condoning or you know denying or anything that you know what's happening with guns and, you know read your history books police up. and all that yep but like we said not every cop's a bad cop you know not every guy's a bad guy um and you know don't don't base it on that um you know everyone should strive to to be better be a better person Um, trying to make the world better yeah if you follow religion you know um we're all religious and you know there's no hiding that um the lord sees everything that you do so you can deny it all day but at the end of the day you know God knows what's in your heart and he knows what you've done.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Don't mm-hmm. try to be something that you're not, you know. Mm-hmm. Do the right thing. You know, you're just because someone else is and see so you do it. You should be doing the right thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's a it's an interesting subject. I mean, I know we went from constant constitutional carry here in the state of Texas. I mean, obviously now, I don't know We might have said it a time or two in the podcast, previous podcast, but you know we're in the state of Texas, and state of Texas for the most part, it's it's conservative, but it's kind of leaning towards a little bit more liberal, if you will,
0: the middle ground now direction, more purple than it was red. So we could become uh, liberal and broke like the other liberal states, I guess. See, that's you know, that's. That's something that I think
1: people that have moved from those states, Cowboys, uh, that they need to notice. They need to notice that. I Learn mean, from your history. Yeah, I mean, it's what I mean,
0: happened over there. What were they, and how did it happen? It's. I mean, it's really hard right
1: now. I mean, and and I'm not a very politically aligned. I mean, you know, knowledgeable person when you get into the nuts and bolts of it all. But look at California. That ought to tell you enough right there. Um, look at New York State. That should tell you enough right there. And for all those people moving from those states to here, East Coast, West Coast, th- that should tell you something. And I just hope they don't bring that idealism or, um, you know, that. So um, they can try to ruin our state as well? Yeah. I mean, it's Austin's already gone pretty much blue. For the mm-hmm, most part, mm-hmm. Dallas is pretty much blue, um, but you know, and there's a there's a lot of things I would agree on, probably socially, uh, with uh, the Democratic side and all that. But again, I'm going down a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down. But it's there's some common ground there for both of us. But you know, people they get into that cancel culture, they get into that, uh, you you don't agree with me, so... Are that a woke society? Yeah, the hell with you, I don't want to have anything to do, I I don't buy into that, I don't get that, but, um, I'm just glad I live in a state that recognizes people's, you know, liberties, freedoms, you know, that can, um,
2: I hope it continues that way too, you know, back on the constitutional carry. Um, I definitely think that, uh, you know, those of you out there that will be, you know, eventually um, reaping the benefits of this constitutional carry, um, that they they are smart with what they do. Um, you know, be mindful. You know, I don't give a shit what you do. I have my license to carry, but, you know, a majority of them people out there they don't have that um, so be smart with what you do don't go out there and abuse it oh I can carry it now so I'm doing I want, you know be smart about it educate those around you that don't know um, don't and if you're getting educated on it don't act like you know everything and if you're educating <laughs> someone don't act like you know everything too share your experiences share your knowledge um and that's just gonna make everyone everyone better um you know not everyone knows everything about that there is to know about guns even the best of the best they don't know every single thing there is to know about guns and you know safety and all that they may say they do but everyone slips up now. you know here and then um so be smart with what you do um you know, it could eat just as easily as they gave it to you, <laughs> just as you, they could take it back mm-hmm. that quick. You know, they see that it's not working out the way they thought it would. That's the last thing y'all want is to take that constitutional carry away, and then you can't carry no more. And then you're going to be forced to do what I had to do go through the class, pay your money, get your fingerprints done, do the background check. Um, go to the class, sit through that mandated, I, don't, I can't remember how long it is, but it's mandated. There ain't no speeding up that class. That instructor knows it too. He knows he needs to sit you there for so many hours to listen to what he's talking about. Then you gotta do the shooting range. Then you have to take a test. That's a full day's worth of doing all that just to carry, have the license to carry. So, you know, as of now, um, people are pretty lucky that they're afforded the opportunity to carry without having to go through all that. Um, so, you know, don't don't ruin your opportunity. Um, educate yourself as well. And if you don't know, ask someone,
1: you know, what can you do, what you cannot do. Yeah, you would hope they would do that. I mean, common sense would tell you to do that, right? But. Yeah, I know there's a lot be some of people Yahoo
2: don't. out there that. You know, ask them, I know all about guns. And here they, they're they going to be the jackass that's open, open carrying yeah. on their shoulder with a a wife beater on, walking to a restaurant. They got 30 odd six and 30 odd seven up.
1: Well, I know one doesn't mean anything to the other, but. I mean, growing up in the 70s, um, latter part of the 70s, you know, it it wasn't that big of a deal to see somebody's dad or my dad or uncle have a firearm in the car or the glove compartment or, you know, leaned up inside the door
0: to the house. Or hanging over the door. Yeah. 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 And you you wouldn't believe it. I
2: open carry... You know, sometimes, and you know the looks that you get. People see that you got a gun on. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. You know the look. You, you think you just whipped your private parts out? The, the way that people look at you, like I, I can't believe it. Well, He's got one of those on him right now. I,
1: I can. My underst- kids in here. I, you know, I can understand that because we have a customer of ours that comes into our shop, and he open carries, and uh, our the company I work for. He doesn't have anything posted on the door saying you can't carry a firearm in there, period. So he's under the impression and legally uh, capable of doing that. But when he walks in, the first thing I see, and this guy, he is a black male. That doesn't deter me, but the fact is, is I don't know who he is, meaning that I don't know how well he is. A, a, a maintaining a firearm, or can you know, controlling himself when he has one on his on his hip. So to touch on that, and back to he may not have a license at all. He may just think, you know, what I'm gonna throw caution to the wind, and maybe they think I do have a license.
0: you would think logically he has a license, do carrier wouldn't be carrying. You so would think, you would hope, yeah. in today's day and age, right? But
2: and the kind of to kind of touch on that, um back to the class thing and going through the license to carry people that are constitutionally carrying now may think oh you know it's legal statewide now i can i can carry open carry you name it yeah but they don't know that any business could turn you away like nope you got to go yeah right. a reason it's if their you right. walk into their business and you're open carrying or they catch you concealed carrying yeah They can just tell you to leave. They don't have to give you a reason. I mean,
1: that's their right. And let people
2: raise a fuss. Oh, I got got kicked out of this business. Well, they had the right to do that.
1: Well, you know, and and to go back to that gentleman that I said that was a a black male. It's not because he's a black male that made me concerned. Hell, anyone could walk in there with a firearm. It's shocking to see anybody with a firearm. If it were one of y'all were to walk into my shop or a shop and have a gun on your hip, I'm like, well you you detail cars, you wash cars. What do you need a firearm on your hip for? What's the point of that? but obviously, if you're doing that, then you, why does
2: anyone open carry
1: or well, what does yeah carry? I mean, you I mean I'm thinking okay, he must be legally capable of doing that or he's just that stupid. He's just carrying one around just to you know stick it in the eye to the to the the authorities, but I gotta believe that he's legally able to carry that my dad when he was still alive he walked into a grocery store had his gun on his hip and he said he got all kinds of looks from people they didn't know whether or not if he was a police officer or if he was just some old man that was carrying a gun and lo and behold somebody had brought they had approached him and asked him said do you are you a police officer in the area and he goes no I just have a license to carry.
2: You know what's weird about this whole thing?
1: And he could get open carry in that store.
2: Is back in the day, having a gun, you know, openly on you. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking back in the day. That was normal. When did this become abnormal? When did having a gun in the open on you at all times, when when did that, you know, oh my God, he's got a gun on him. What did that happen? Did I did I miss that in history somewhere?
1: I think it would all depend on where you were from. Mm-hmm. What kind of did what you,
2: back in the the think, Western days, the cowboy days? You know that was normal. Well, Dude, did you had Well, did you
0: live in the city or did you live on the farm or did you live uh, where you're a uh, cow rust, uh, cow, you know, cow ham? Yeah, it depends on what kind of job you did. Probably back then, I don't think a store clerk. Well, back in the day, would have a gun on him as a rule. But what about a liquor store owner? Today? Well, like
1: you you brought up about a thirty eight. And that was always the 38 was a Saturday night special and from what I could recall maybe it was the movies that did that but it was like some old lady always had some sort of handgun in her purse nowadays you probably wouldn't hear of such a thing it's like what is an old little old lady carrying a handgun for I mean it was maybe a different time different place i don't know but i mean he's got a point on that as far as like what changed what happened why did it become so taboo to carry one and i don't know if it was just the 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 culture has evolved into something to where people just don't feel the need to carry one anymore i mean I, i don't know I mean, it's...
0: Probably the culture of the time, I guess.
1: People must have thought
2: the yeah.
0: world's a safer place now, which exactly man,
2: obviously it didn't change a damn bit.
0: <laughs> I think it still depends on your graphic area as well. Or your time in history. Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you, if you were in a country that was on the brink of Civil War, you would probably feel much less safe than, yeah. than say, a very stable-type country.
1: Well, I can tell you just from... What I've experienced as far as being like carrying, I don't have a license to carry, but I carry a gun pretty much everywhere I go when I'm in my vehicle. If I go in my wife's vehicle, it's usually I'll take one if we're going on a trip, but um, that would be the only time that I would carry one um, you know, at a distance. But like where I work crime is pretty prevalent over in those areas so leaving at night especially in the winter time is dark so I'd like to have something in order to be able to protect myself if I were to get approached because I'm in an industrial area but you know that'd be the only time I would carry you know a, a firearm I'm not really concerned about it when I go to the fair park to the fair I mean, there's a lot of pol- there's quite a bit of police there some would argue well yeah, you might need one there because they may not be able to get to you by the time something happens. Well, I'm like, well, I guess it's just meant to be. Maybe I don't know, um, but it's um, guns are a touchy subject. It's it's to the point now where it's it's like politics and of course gun rights and all that. It's become political um, and religion. You know, you you just can't talk about it. You know, if you don't know anything about it or you don't have enough facts or enough information about it, then don't talk about it. You know, it's I don't know.
0: when they say about opinions, everybody's got one. So yeah, like like <laughs> a lot of buttholes. Everybody, buttholes opinions. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> exactly.
1: No, you're fine with that. We just try to refrain from. Intentional cur- intentional cussing, but, you know, if it's to prove a point, we're good. <laughs> well, I see. I think we're going to go ahead and wrap it up for the night. It was great. Yeah, it was. I'm, I'm glad we got to uh,
0: get Trey in on some conversation. Yeah, thanks, guys. I enjoyed it. It's sharing each other's views. It's always interesting. Yeah. I mean... We still need to talk some uh, Van Gogh. Oh yeah, and w- just to in let the everybody, future, we'll
2: have a Van Gogh episode.
1: Yeah,
0: a Man go Man Gogh. Yeah. yeah, we're we're gonna blend, uh, maybe blend
1: that in. Maybe it'll be a separate episode. I don't know, but I'd really like. We need to do, uh, and y'all be looking for it. We're gonna do. What are we gonna call it? The um, the Deerhead episode. Yeah, yeah, the Deerhead, the Deerhead episode. <laughs>
2: hunting season can't get here soon enough stick around <laughs> well, for that
1: because right? we're, we're going to need a play by play of the um, leading up to the demise of the eight point buck
0: from all the way from the, the <laughs> nap my brother-in-law <laughs> furnished me with a cannon to shoot where yeah good lord trey went <laughs> an uh, elephant what? gun elephant <laughs> gun to shoot <laughs> god bless him yeah. he did good though he did good it's, it looks good on the wall there that's a good looking deer. Yep. I've yeah. Just about ate all the meat up over. You need to go back next year. I think. Yeah. 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 Well. All right, folks. Look forward to it.
1: Um, well, I'm waiting for uh, the uh, outro. As a disclaimer here, don't blow my eardrums out like you did last time with it, because I couldn't even hear myself talk.
2: <laughs> as a as a disclaimer, um, you know, you know, we touched heavily on cops today. Um, we're not like I said before. Condoning or defending anything that's been going on—it's um, just our opinion on you know what we've been hearing and really relating to guns. You know, I can't speak on police and how they and how other people act, but I can tell you one thing: guns all act the same. Yeah, they don't act like nothing. They're a gun. You know, their action is when you pull that trigger.
1: Yeah, and, who's and it all doing depends it.
2: on who's handling it And you know kind of ties in the constitutional carry But uh stay tuned Follow us on the Facebooks The Instagrams Um maybe one day once we get our life figured out We'll get it on the YouTubes Yeah yeah But for now it'll be on the The Spotify And the Google Podcast
1: Yeah and and that's we may, all we got tonight And we may throw in a little uh Maybe an Instagram live show one time or so maybe a Facebook live show just to, so be looking for that but uh, anyway I'm getting the uh, the wrap it up so the wrap it up signal
2: well holler at you all later
1: well let's hear it oh
0: stas like, it's like I can't sit here.